You know, we had an incredible run here at the Sci-Fi Diner. The shows that we've concocted here, the menus, the desserts have been absolutely amazing. And we are so thankful that you, our patrons, have chosen to come and dine with us on this journey. Uh, hold on a moment. I got a customer here. Yes? What do you mean your steak's not done? I was sure Miles charted like Anakin and Mustafar. You gotta be kidding. You want your money back? We didn't even charge you. We never charge people here at the diner. That's it. I'm getting Miles. People never mess with Miles. What? What's that? Put that away. That's not safe in here. You'll kill someone. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 100. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are ecstatic to be here. 100 shows. 100 shows under our belt, Miles. That's amazing. I can't believe we've done 100 shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. guess it's not quite 100 for you. We have to go another six or so for yeah. you to be 100 for you. But 100 episodes of The Diner in all its incarnations and many mini episodes and other episodes Those, in between, right? We've, we've had a few spinoffs. There's been uh, plenty of spinoffs, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, had our uh, different versions of the diner along the way, and many people have come and and, and have helped make this what it is. Tonight, oh, sure. we are celebrating the many people that have helped make us what the diner is, and some of our favorite moments and everything, right? Diner esque. Mm-hmm. What are your? Uh, how are you feeling tonight, Miles? It you know it's exciting. I mean, uh, I didn't re- know when I first joined you as your, as a co-host of this uh, just how far we, we we go with it, and uh, um, we've we've you know we've had a lot of fun doing it. We've met a lot of great people along the way. Um, we've met a lot of people who who have contributed to making sci-fi either through acting in it, writing in it, producing it. Um, you know, it's just it, it it has just been a, a fun and wonderful ride. And we've met a lot of people that have helped make us. Who we are today, the listeners, you guys out there listening, have helped shape us as a diner here. Sure, sure. Um, we, of course, reinvented ourselves around show 25, mm-hmm. went to an interview format, and many people helped make that happen as well. Mm-hmm. We are just incredibly grateful. We can't say that enough for you guys, the listeners especially, but also for the many people that have given us the honor to interview. Absolutely, yes. So, and, uh, and if you are... An actor involved in making sci-fi happen in some way, let us know. We would love to have you on the show. Sure. We'd love to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's, it's really a good evening, and a, it's an evening to celebrate. It is. 
little bit hot, but an evening to celebrate <laughs> nonetheless. And we mentioned that earlier in our listener feedback show. That was a bit of a hot day here for us. Yes, in Mariel Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. It is. You know, um, we played that old introduction at the very beginning. Do you remember the early days of the diner? We played that introduction. I do. Well, a different incarnation. I re-recorded it to mm-hmm. kind of reflect you a little bit. But and you were the customer, not the server. And uh, I was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this time we're now hosting the diner, and mm-hmm. uh, having a disgruntled patron like Vader is not a good thing. No. Um, and I think that reference to Chard and Mustafar is what pushed him over the edge. He probably didn't like that. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I can't understand why Vader would be upset about you know comparing a steak to being charred like Anakin and Mustafar. I mean, didn't, didn't Obi-Wan Kenobi tell us that Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker? Yeah, I mean, come on. If you believe everything Obi-Wan says... Exactly. You're comfortable. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We It's a little bit different of a show tonight. We typically do a ton of news. We do This Week in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. We do... A Sci-Fi 5 and 5, we do an interview. We still have the Sci-Fi 5 and 5 at the tail end, but tailored toward episode 100. And we do have a little bit of news we're going to throw out at the very beginning. But all in all, we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments traversing this journey of the Sci-Fi Diner. Mm -hmm. So here is what is on the menu tonight. Tonight, as we mentioned before, is all about thanking you guys, the listeners, and you who have contributed to making us a better podcast. Thank you so much. We have a contest we will announce winners later on in the show. We're going to give you the question early on that people were actually vying for the prizes. Give you, give you, give you some brief news. Um, <clears throat> we have two guests that are confirmed at Farpoint. Miles is going to share that as well. Uh, we have a mashup we're going to play. We're going to give you some of our top interviews, a bumper bonanza to go along with that, the number of shows that we've touched through interviews, Top moments, top news stories on the podcast, favorite gaffes that we've done, and five things about your hosts that you may not know, and the Sci-Fi 5 and 5 from Brady Harden. Cool. So a bunch of stuff to get through. We'll be playing a bunch of bumpers for shows that have kind of influenced us and impacted us and have been involved with shaping us. And all in all, a really good evening. Well, it'll be fun to reflect a little. It will. It will be. And this is all about reflecting. We're at 100 and... You know, here's to the next 100, right? Exactly. That's coming up. So we posed a trivia question. It wasn't really a trivia question, but it was a giveaway. So, and what you had to, Miles, tell them what they had to do in order to qualify for some of the awesome prizes that we are giving away tonight on the diner to celebrate our 100th episode. Uh, We wanted you, our listeners, to maybe name a favorite moment of yours uh, through your experience listening to the Sci-Fi Diner. Um, It could be something Scott and I talked about. It could be... um, Maybe when we heard one of our inter- interviews, maybe something guest had said, uh, something like that. And um, uh, so that, that, that's what you had to do to qualify for one of our three great prizes. And what were the three great prizes? The ones that we'll be giving away at the end of the show. Thir- third place prize was a Mercury Man poster. Uh, our second uh, place prize was a double signed print of Benita Friedesi and uh, John Billingsley. Uh, first place First place prize, and we want to thank uh, Think Geek for uh, donating it. Is a one hundred dollar gift card from Think Geek, and well worth, well worth a hundred oh, yeah. bucks. Uh, Think Geek, you can easily spend that at Think Geek. Think Geek has got some awesome stuff on there. Yeah, absolutely. Follow mm-hmm. them on Twitter, and they're awesome to follow and see some of the things that they're sharing with the Twitterverse. Uh, I have the, a Star Trek Enterprise uh, pizza, pizza cutter. Yes, yes, you do. You yes, I have the Bucky Balls. You have the Bucky Balls. I have the Bucky Balls. 
I called them monkey balls once, but they aren't monkey balls, they're bucky balls. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes them better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it'd be kind of silly to be playing with monkey balls at my desk, and that's not very good. So early on in the Sci-Fi Diner, one of our listeners, this is probably one of the very first listener feedbacks we ever got, a young man by the name of Jason did a mashup for us. So Miles, I don't even remember this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking, this is back when we were still a news show. We were actually functioning under the name of the Dining at the End of the Universe podcast. Mm-hmm. And this person decided he was going to take clips of our show and create it into something a little bit more creative. So uh, for those of you that may have missed it and may not have listened all the way back to episode 13 with it, when this aired, here is the mashup that you missed. And it's uh, Miles and I bantering, but it's Miles and I re-edited and recut. Hence the 13th episode. Yes, yes, the, th- the infamous 13th episode. So here's the mashup. Oh, I mean, come on. You throw yourself into a movie. Saber, sexy, lightsaber, underwear fight. We, we thought that it would get a PG-13 rating. Yeah, and that was based on a Pizza Hut commercial. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, yeah, is this really going to be true or right. not? Because, I mean, after all... It was always rated R, yeah. Yeah, and this seemed like last week to be a softening of the franchise. The thing I liked about this was I thought it was well scripted. There was some phenomenal dialogue between the, di- the characters yeah. this time. Yeah, there was. Back and forth. Hey, I may sound nerdy like a little dude, but... All right. Hey, I'm six foot two, 270-plus pounds. Uh, In a dark alley, I'm very scary looking, so... Yeah, you might have a male reaction. Yeah, that was just totally wrong. I'd be disappointed if that happened to me. And dress him in black... It's even worse. Absolutely. Yes. Because he's a man of black. People are seeing us, African Americans, as people in important leadership roles. But we're going to rat out on Don tonight. You know, he has a more handsome face. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hold it in. I mean, I forgot how funny this thing was. It was. And for those of you who missed it, there was a lightsaber underwear commercial that it aired. I, I don't think it actually aired on TV. No, but you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube pretty easy, and uh, maybe I should put a link back to that. But that's what some of that was a reference to, and there was a lot of other things were matched in there that weren't even related to that. But uh, Jason, Jason, thank you so much for sending this in way back in the day when we first got started. Uh, we would love to get more mashups, but they obviously take time to do it. Sure. Uh, we say enough uh, stupid stuff in this show <laughs> that I'm sure you'd be able yeah. to create some uh, some good mashups as well. Right. But I just want to share this with you. So thanks again for sharing uh, this, Jason, and uh, for this mashup about the sexy underwear Pizza Hut commercial. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we thought it was PG, but it was really rated. Yes, yes, yes. I love the dialogue and the scripting of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Uh, after all, that is important. Of course. Yeah. Well, we want to go to our first promo tonight. And let me tell you, uh, these guys have had a huge influence on who we are as a podcast. I have, you know, Wayne Henderson from Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan, both Wayne and Dan. Dan's called in numerous times to our show. You'll hear him a little bit later on tonight in the show. And Wayne and I have dialogued back and forth about podcasts, and they're absolutely great guys to know in the podcasting community. And so what I thought we would do, even though Fringe is off the air, if you're catching up in Fringe or you want to go back and hear what they had to say about different episodes of Fringe or get ready for the next season, hmm. they have a podcast that they call Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan. And so let me go ahead and play this promo. Come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? 
Let's maybe call it the fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well, I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson. And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter. And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe, also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code 206-984-1446. Thank you for your attention and have a nice day. Before we get into the regular podcast here, let, before we get into some of the giveaways and some of our favorite moments in the Sci-Fi Diner, let's talk real briefly about some of the news that, have, that has come out of Sci-Fi in the past week. Sure. Because uh, there was a little bit here, and I guess probably some of the biggest things we found out is about Farpoint next year. Yeah, Farpoint is not for um, about another eight months or so away, but um, they really uh, um, struck a coup. I mean, they... Um, these are two guests they have so far that I'm very excited to see. Uh, Michael Hogan, Colonel Ty himself from Battlestar Galactica, and the woman who played his, his wife on the show, Kate Vernon Ellen Ty. So uh, for Farpoint, uh, February 2012. Uh, hopefully they'll still, you know, hopefully they'll still be there for that, and uh, hopefully we get a chance to talk to them. Yeah, this is way this is way early confirmation, right? I mean, last year, Johns Billingsley was slated to come and couldn't come. Adam Baldwin was slated to come and couldn't come. Right. And we got some great guests anyways, but things change at these cons quite a bit, especially this far in advance. As we say, I mean, things are always subject to change. But uh, as of now, we could at least say tentatively, um, they're both slated to be there. Um, usually it's something comes up, they get work or project, something that, that prevents them from uh, coming. But uh, – so, but yeah, I mean, if, if um, those of you who attend the Farpoint conventions, um, and those of you who have thought about coming but haven't come yet, um, this is a good reason to come. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this next piece of news kind of uh, came out of Jason, uh, one of our listeners from the Facebook fan page. He basically said this um, about X Men First Class and X Men Three. Mm-hmm. The directors went at it. They went at it um, in kind of trashing each other's movie. As we mentioned before in our listener feedback show, you know, episode three of X-Men didn't get a lot of love from people. Sure. Um, However, um, the question that Jason asked, what means more to you in a movie's overall success? Quality or quantity? Millions grossed. Mm -hmm. That's a a good question. I mean, what matters most? The quality of the movie or the fact that they make... Millions. So the actual article came in uh, saying this. Uh, X-Men 3 director fights back against first-class director's trash talk. X-Men first-class director Matthew Vaughn has been trashing 2006's X-Men The Last Stand at pretty much every opportunity he's had lately. But now The Last Stand directory, director Brett Ratner is fighting back. Vaughn was originally supposed to direct X-Men The Last Stand, but bowed out because he was worried the production schedule was too tight for him to deliver the film properly. Brett Ratner took over, and even The Last Stand was a huge financial success, the biggest of all the X-Men movies, actually. Critics and fans tore it apart. According to the playlist, Vaughn agreed with the consensus on The Last Stand, telling British newspaper in 2007, I was trying to make a career as a director and didn't want to be the guy accused of making a bad X-Men movie. 
As it happens, I could have made something a hundred times better than the film that was eventually made. It sounds arrogant, but I could have done something with far more emotion and heart. Flash forward to the present, and Vaughn, flushed with critical acclaim for X-Men First Class, is still talking trash about The Last Stand. I storyboarded the whole bloody film and did the script. My X-3 would have been 40 minutes longer. They didn't let the emotions and drama play in that film. It became a wall-to-wall noise and drama. I would have let it breathe and added far more dramatic elements to it. It seems that Ratner's had enough. Over the weekend, he tweeted a link to the breakdown of the opening weekend box office gross for the five X-Men movies. The Last Stand... Firmly on top with nearly $103 million, and X-Men First Class, which earned an estimated $56 million in this past weekend, fighting for last place with the original X-Men. Just for good measure, Ratner, who never calls out Vaughn by name in any of his tweets, also linked to a chart of all the Marvel movies, which has the last stand with the sixth highest growth of all two dozen titles so far. First Class is number 19. But obviously, we've just yet to know its final earnings. But is it really about the money? As a playlist points out, First Class has faced an uphill battle that The Last Stand didn't. The latter movie followed the first two excellent X-Men films and had the momentum for those to boost its box office, while First Class is an attempt to salvage the series' quality after the diminishing returns of The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. Hell, if box office equal quality, then Hangover Part 2 would be looking at a multiple Academy Award nominations in a few months. Did you think Ratner has a case here just because the movie was a financial success? Or has Vaughn blown the last stand out of the water quality-wise with the X-Men movie? I think this, this feud is just kind of ridiculous. And pointless. Pointless. I mean, um, I mean, I, I will go so as far as to say X-Men 3 was an okay movie. It was not as good as the first two. And I think uh, Last Stand, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, um, X-Men First Class I thought was a much better movie. Um, I, I enjoyed it more, um, but it may never make as much money. And and, and I think part of that could be the economy. Um, I don't know budget wise how much was budgeted for the for the uh, last stand movie as as the uh, um, first class. I mean, ex, you know, the third movie had you know a lot more expensive actors in it. Um, oh yeah, this movie um, had a lot of you know unknowns and people just getting you know you know not not big name actors so they probably didn't have to pay you know big salaries for these actors to to be in it right um i I don't i mean why trash talk the other movie i mean uh you know let let, let your work stand on its own yeah yeah well we we we, we talked about this in our listener feedback episode we obviously love first class and you know you they kind of talked down on Wolverine. I liked Wolverine. We talked about that too. That I don't think Wolverine was as bad of a movie. I actually like Wolverine better than the third X Men. You know, I would, I would I would agree with you on there. I thought um, I'm not sure where the love was lost on uh, the Wolverine movie. Maybe because they say it, it didn't follow totally with the uh, comic book origins. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, um, you know, just I, I think it's just a little childish to to, to take pot shots at the. Um, you know, other director, um, your movie did good. Okay, you you chose not to direct the third movie. You know, um, I mean, what's what? Okay, I mean, people are giving your movie, you know, very good re- re- critical reviews, and you know, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's it for X Men, and uh, you know, go see X Men First Class if you haven't, mm-hmm. and uh, we think this feud is pointless. 
Yeah. Absolutely pointless. Um, in other news, a trailer was released at E3 this past week for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. It's a video game. But, Miles, I thought we were really going to just play part of it. It's a six-minute trailer, so I'll embed the whole thing. But I'm just going to play part of it here so you can kind of get a feel for what this game is about and how awesome it really looks. Korriban, ancient birthplace of the Sith. We believed ruins were all that remained of their evil empire. I swear, I had no idea what was in those crates. I'm innocent. You were smuggling Sith artifacts, Captain. Fine, keep the artifacts. Just give me back my ship. Eyes front. Just inspecting the troops, Corporal. Satya, what's wrong? I sense a great darkness. Sith Empire has returned. We must warn the Republic. Our shuttles can't outrun those fighters. <clears throat> well, guess who's got the fastest ship in the sector? Station defense is free. All hands evacuate. Look out! So I don't know. What do you think, Miles? Oh man, I wish uh, I wish it was like a, a show. I mean, uh, a movie or something. Yeah, I, I'm not much for video games anymore. So, um, but awesome trailer. I mean, very entertaining, incredible graphics. Um, Star Wars at its best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, obviously, the hand of Lucas behind it. And Bioware is known for making it some of his classic games. This is a game that if you have the time to play it. It's mm-hmm. an MMO like Star Trek Online. If you have the time to play it, go for it. Yeah, I don't. No, neither do I. <laughs> no, no, but well worth it. I thought it was well worth mentioning because I saw it. And, oh man, Miles is going to love this too. If you can't play the game, at least just enjoy the trailer. For yes, what it is. feel like you were getting just a brief moment. It's a piss. It, it's a history after the. Uh, you know, there's been a thousand years of peace in the Sith Return. Now, is does this take place? Um, it's a prequel. It's it, the Old Republic. It, it, Right. Does this take place? I mean, there, there's a book series, you know, with, with the Darth Bane series. Yeah, I think this is somewhere around that time or after. Okay, because the Darth Bane series takes place a thousand years before the first. Yes. Before episode one. Uh, yeah, so it's either at the end of that thousand years. Okay. Or it is at the beginning of a thousand years, and I'm not sure where. Okay. So some some listener will let us know because who's into this and is looking forward to it. In other news, I thought it was well worth mentioning that Doctor Who has been renewed for season six. And this is absolutely an awesome season. And Gavin wrote in and said, absolutely loving the current season. Shame there will be a break into fall. Never mind, at least for one of us, at least for once, us Brits get to see a quality show slightly ahead of the U.S. brethren. Wink, wink. <laughs> you guys make great television over there. The networks are damn ruthless, though, and worthwhile shows like Journeyman and Defying Gravity died too young. Love the podcast, too. Keep them coming. And um, so he absolutely loves Who, and I've been loving Who. I know you don't watch Who a lot, Mm -hmm. but absolutely love the new season of Who. Jason wrote in and said, great news, and the face of Bo is returning. 
Even greater news can't say that I saw the River Song reveal coming the whole time, but I had a feeling the ending of the Omos people had me a little confused for a while, really good reveal. Hopefully it doesn't spoil it too much for people, but there's a River Song reveal. won't tell you what it is. And Face of Bo, there's rumors that Jack Barrowman is reprising his role as Captain Jack. He's the main character behind the Torchwood series, mm-hmm. and which, of course, is coming this summer. So we are excited about that possible return. Q is going to be in Torchwood this summer. Right. Right. So we talked about that. So it's, 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 it's well, and it's official, and it's awesome. I guess talk, we're talking about British television. It was announced earlier this week that... Yes, uh, Elijah Dushku from uh, Dollhouse will star in a Torchwood spinoff series. Yeah, so here, here's kind of what we know about that series, okay? Uh, first of all, we know her from Dollhouse. Mm-hmm. We interviewed Miracle Laurie from Dollhouse. Absolutely loved the show. Yes. The show, one of the shows that we felt like just took a little bit to get going, but was good nonetheless. And so this is what was said. Here's the article. It says, remember how Jane Espenson teased us a couple weeks ago with some cryptic tweets hinting that Eliza might star in a Torchwood spinoff? Well, the mystery has become reality. Espenson had tweeted, among other things, that she had faith in Torchwood, web of lies, which we all hope would mean that we, th- we thought it meant that Dishku, the actress who brought the character of Faith to life on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, would be starring in the new Torchwood series. And James Hibbard over at EW just broke the news. That she will. According to Hibbard, Dishku has been signed on has been signed to star in the online animated motion comic series based on the star's upcoming Torchwood Miracle Day. Titled Torchwood Web of Lies, Dushku will be the front and center of a short-form story, which will also have the voice appearances by Torchwood stars John Barrowman as Captain Jack Hartness and and Eve, uh, Eve Miles as Gwen Cooper, Jane Aspison, who has worked on Dollhouse, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Battlestar Galactica, and Torchwood, and Firefly, I didn't mention, is penning series along with co-writer Ryan Scott. The web series will be made up of about 10 episodes, each three minutes long, the first installment launching before Miracle Day premieres, and the others going online after each subsequent episode airs. So I'm looking forward to that. I might check that out. She's going to be in it. That could be interesting. Yeah, it could be. By the way, slight trivia. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give you the answer. Maybe one of our listeners will know. This is not for any prize. What does Buffy the Vampire Slayer... Mm -hmm. And Doctor Who have in common. Oh, okay. So, if you know that question, you can let us know. But I'm excited about this. I know you haven't watched Torchwood, but you got to check this out. Short form series might be the way to introduce you to it. Uh, Colin wrote in and gave us some Star Trek news. Since we aren't doing uh, this week in Star Trek, I thought I'd let you take this. Well, problems could postpone Star Trek premiere by six months. Oh, say it isn't so. Star Trek II is definitely happening, but it may be happening later than anyone expected. The second film in the rebooted Star Trek franchise has a release date of June 29, 2012. That's the good news, but according to Deadline, the bad news is that the film doesn't have a script or even an official director. While J.J. Abrams is expected to return to the captain's, uh, sorry, director's chair, he has uh, not so yet said in a way that Paramount Pictures could take to the bank. But more importantly, assume that Abrams is back and he doesn't have a script to work with. Apparently, uh, all writers, uh, Robert Wurtzi, uh, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon Lindelof ha- have to show for the last uh, two years is a 70-page uh, outline. All three have been busy with other projects and are waiting for Abrams to commit before they start hammering out the screenplay in earnest. As an added twist, star Chris Pine is also slated to take over the role of Jack Ryan in a new spy thriller 
based on Tom Clancy character. While Pine is probably going to have to end up playing Captain Kirk again first, the Ryan film could always sneak into the production ahead of Star Trek, giving everyone involved uh, more headaches. So, with the summer 2012 ten poles like The Dark Knight Rises and The Avengers already well into production, can Star Trek II go, go from near zero to warp nine in just 13 months? The betting money says that the studio is considering pushing Star Trek back from its June 2012 slot to a December 2012 release, which is kind of funny since the first uh, one was pushed uh, from December uh, – 2008 to May uh, 2009 to give the studio more time to properly market it. As for what's in the fir- in this, that 70-page outline, we're certainly dying to find out. So what do you think? Should, per- should Paramount delay Star Trek 2 and give the filmmakers enough time to get it right or r- rush the production just to get next summer's release date? Kind of figured it would take late. Kind of figured it would be late with all the things J.J. is juggling. And this is from Colin in England who sent us this story. And um, it, I think it's going to be late. Honestly, I do, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see it being a spring release or a early summer release into the 2013 year. Yeah, I think they're going to opt to probably push it back. Because um, it hit December. There are a lot of big-name movies coming out in December. The Hobbit comes out then, and they don't mm-hmm. want to be competing against something that's going to be as popular as The Hobbit. No, they they, they did they made a mistake before doing a, with the last Star Trek film, um, uh, Nemesis, and um, it, it bit them on the butt. So, yeah, they, they they pitted that against what movie? Do you remember? Oh, it it was uh, it was one of the uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter were both out that that time. Oh, yeah, so that was uh, that mm-hmm. was detrimental for him. Even so, though I, mean, I enjoyed Nemesis, certainly. It, well, and, and well, not granted, Star Trek at the time was losing some of its popularity, but putting your movie against those two was just a bad idea. Yeah, that was suicide. Mm-hmm. That was definitely suicide. So those are our news stories for tonight. Anything mm-hmm. else I missed? That's in news. No, I think we, we covered it. Yeah, just some brief news here mm-hmm. we wanted to share with you guys. And uh, that well, we want to play our second promo tonight. And I wanted to play this because this is a promo from Kevin Batchelder, who if you've been listening to the show, you have heard on this show. Mm-hmm. He's been a part of our listener feedback episodes, part of our Sci-Fi Rewind. And I think that's been one of the most fun things to do. Oh, it's been, it's been a lot of It's been fun. great doing the Sci-Fi Rewinds, Rewinding the Matrix. We do the Animatrix next week. I mm-hmm. hope you're watching the Animatrix, Miles. I got my copy from Netflix yep. the other day. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, work your way through it. Some good stuff in there, some good background stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I can't wait to talk about that next week. And so if you want to contribute to the Sci-Fi Rewind, you can let us know. But this is a promo for one of his podcasts. And please understand, Kevin Bouchowder is a podcasting fiend. Yeah. He does Firefly, did a Legend of Secret, did a Charlie Jade podcast, he's doing a Tuning Sci-Fi, a Saturday B movie reel, and there's probably some podcast in there I'm forgetting, Kevin, so sorry, excuse me, you just do way too many dang podcasts. Right. <laughs> but Kevin, we love you, and this is the promo for the Tuning Into Sci-Fi podcast. So, Ghost Infected Frank, he passed it on to the other guys, and I got it from his corpse? Right. Hello, Echo. How are you feeling? Did I fall asleep? For a little while. Previously on Heroes. You had to go and be the detective, didn't you, Matt? I'm not an aggressive person, but... Oh, man, there's just way too much on all these channels. But only in-game. Everybody lives, Rose. Just this one! In your dreams, Matloaf! Bite my shiny metal hat. Sometimes I get... I get vision. Walter, what are you doing? Watch and learn... I wish there was some way to find out what's really worth watching. There is. What? Who? What was that? Tuning into Sci-Fi TV is the viewer's guide to genre television. Where is that coming from? 
With its spoiler-free quick reviews and water cooler and the spoiler-filled in-depth back porch discussions, Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV is the only resource fans need to know what's on, what's good, and what's coming soon in science fiction and fantasy television. How did you get into my house? Join Kevin, Wendy, and Brent each week for the latest in genre television. I'm calling the police. Uh, you can find Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV at TuningIntoSciFiTV.com. No, seriously. How did you get into my house? Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Well, Miles, in this segment of the show, I thought what we'd do is we're going to play, begin to play some listener clips, feedback, audio, and written about people's favorite moments. Mm-hmm. And you and I are going to have to come up with, by the end of the show, our top three. Oh, that's going to be hard. Giveaway as prizes. And we have a lot of good feedback. Mm-hmm. And so we can't give everyone prizes, but we're going to pick some of our top three, and we'll make that decision closer to the end of the show. Sure. So um, I thought I'd start off with a little bit of feedback from uh, Brady, and this is going to talk about, I guess, just some of the, some. Uh, I believe it's a congratulations from him. What is my favorite part of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast so far? Mine is Edward James Olmos. This is Brady Harden from St. Louis, Missouri. I loved Edward's uh, interview with you all. I thought he did a great job. Very down-to-earth, approachable man, he seemed like. And I loved how he showed the similarities between his character in Blade Runner and how he tied that into Battlestar Galactica's philosophy of all this has happened before and all this will happen again. And he just kind of showed how his character in Blade Runner had some similarities uh, with the situation of Battlestar Galactica with the Cylons. It was great. Also, I love the tie-in that he does, did at the beginning where he said, this is Edward James Olmos. You probably know me as Captain Adama. This is the best podcast in the universe. You're listening to Sci-Fi Diner, and so say we all. And I think everyone who has seen Battlestar um, knows that there's something magical about every time he says, so say we all. It just gets my little heart pumping. <laughs> anyway, I enjoyed you guys' podcast, and here's for 100 more episodes. This is Brady from St. Louis, Missouri, with my favorite sci-fi moment. Thank you. And certainly a great moment. This actually makes one of my top interviews. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite interviews also. Yep, and uh, Brady, thank you so much for uh, for sharing that. I, too, like that whole tie-in he did with Blade Runner when we interviewed him. Right. We have to give our friend uh, Chris uh, Wood from Social Security Communicate for giving us that question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he had had it Yes, about the tie-in that he had heard it. Was it Chris that gave us a question? Yeah, it was. Oh, wow, yeah. So mm-hmm. props to Chris Wood, Social yep. Communicate, mm-hmm. and shout-out to him. So. Yeah, so thanks, Brady, for calling in, and you are in for that drawing. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, let me go ahead and play this next one. This is uh, Kevin Batchelder, who called in as well, congratulating us on episode 100. Hey, Scott and Miles, it's Kevin Batchelder from Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Just wanted to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. Uh, quite an accomplishment. Uh, so many uh, podcasts uh, die out before they even get to 10 episodes once folks realize how much real work and time goes into producing them and show notes, editing, everything else, along with our real lives and the fact we don't make any money doing this. It's uh, really a, a, a passion item. You've got to be really into it if you're going to put that much into it. So getting to 100 really is quite an accomplishment. So uh, I know I appreciate it. I believe all the other listeners do as well. So uh it's a lot of fun to connect with each other uh, via the podcast and the online community. So we appreciate it all very much. Looking forward to the next hundred. 
Thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah, thanks, Kevin. I mean, coming from an experienced uh, sci-fi podcaster, uh, we, we, we appreciate that. Yeah, you need to know that Kevin's been podcasting way longer than we have. Right. And uh, But we've been we've appreciated his suggestions and mm-hmm. uh, involvement in our show and mm-hmm. just everything that tuning in to sci-fi and their love of the genre. He is a true fan of the genre. Oh, very much so. Knows the genre probably better than I do, for sure. Yeah, so, maybe, maybe well worth it. But uh, yeah, he's uh, and he's got some great podcasts himself. Uh, Colin did write in, but he did also send in a voicemail. He said, "Hi, gays, guy. Hi, gays. <laughs> Whew, I'm going to cut that from the podcast. Definitely need to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, gays. I sent you a hundred. We're changing the show, buddy. <laughs> no. Oh boy, so wrong. I know. Hi, guys. I sent you a hundred. <clears throat> Say it straight. Hi guys, I sent you a hundredth voicemail, but just in case, I'm sending this too. Congratulations on hundred episodes of the main podcast, and here's to many more. The show is fantastic, and I look forward to every episode. Thanks for the effort you put in, and once again, congratulations, Colin. Let me see if I can pull up Colin's voicemail. Hi guys, it's uh, Colin from England. I just like to ring up to ring you uh, to wish you congratulations on your one hundredth episode uh, of the podcast. Uh, love the professional attitude and the way you put it all together. And I just want to wish congratulations on reaching this uh, massive milestone in podcast history. Congratulations, guys. I think that is the first time we heard Colin's voice. It is. I mean, um, I mean, he's written to us many times. Before. Yeah, you've heard about Colin, certainly. Mm-hmm. And he's made his presence known in other podcasts, too. Yeah, Sci-Fi Christian, and there's others that I think he's written into and been a part of. So, yeah, um, Thanks, Colin, for calling in. I think he called in from the UK. Okay. So I think I got that through a voicemail on the phone. So it was a short, but understandably, he's calling from across the pond. So thank you so much, Colin. Thank you for being a listener to the podcast and being a contributor to the podcast. And we do accept your congratulations. Absolutely. Well, let's move into a call from, um, from Jen from New York, who also wishes us well. And so let me pull up her email. Hi, oh, hi Scott and Miles. Uh, this is Jen from New York. I just wanted to wish you guys a very happy 100 podcast. Uh, keep the menu coming. I've been enjoying you and whatever you've got coming up. Alright, so just wanted to say uh, happy 100. You know, Janet has another listener that's been a long-time listener. Yes, and she uh, contributes to our Facebook page a lot. And, yes, yeah. and is uh, on the listener feedback show. So she has been really been involved with the Sci-Hi Diner. I don't, I'm trying to remember when we first started encountering her. It has to be back in the th- episode 30s and 40s. Yeah, I'm not sure. She's been around for a long so, time. But we're, and we're very appreciative that you Thank you so much long. for sticking with us with the highs and the lows. And mm-hmm. uh, hope we can continue to keep you as a listener. But it's been a... Thank you for calling in. Just wishing us well here on our episode 100. Well, I thought what we'd go into is listing some of our top interviews. Mm -hmm. And I know that we already mentioned that Edward James Olmos made it uh, on both of our lists. Sure. Is it your top interview? That would have to be. It was not just, I mean, not only do we have the pleasure of talking to the man, but we had, you know, he invited us to a suite. We sat, you know, know, his own hotel room after he had done – you know, doing the sessions, talking to people, signing hundreds of autographs, and 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 the man is nice stuff. He gives forty five minutes of his time. I know it was, and he was he was tired. You could tell he was tired, but we just really appreciate him sitting down and chatting with us. But he, you know, even if he was fatigued, he was very thoughtful about the conversation. I mean, 
uh, honestly, it was you know very easy interview. Just you throw out a question and, uh, and you had his ear. You you, you had a you, he gave you a great answer. Um, yeah. So yeah. Uh, the, so give me another interview that you were really that you really loved. Uh, another interview I loved uh, was was Chase Masterson. Uh, Sweet girl, very very sweet lady, um, and uh, enjoyed joined her work on Star Trek: D Space Nine and, and some of the other things she's done. Uh, but she she was just uh, she was also very generous with with uh, her time, and um, uh, hope to meet her at a convention sometime. Uh, but she was on one of my favorite Star Trek shows, Star Trek: D Space Nine, which uh, I haven't seen yet, but I will see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But uh, and she was in Yesterday Was a Lie. She was Yesterday Was a Lie. She's done um, lent her voice talents for. Um, uh, Robotech animated movie, and uh, also lend her voice talents to the uh, fine folks at Starship Farragut for their uh, animated. Oh, episodes. that's right! I forgot forgot about that. Yep. Um, one of the other interviews I liked was Allison Scagliotti. That was a great interview too. Now I don't know how we landed her, but like in the middle of Warehouse Thirteen first season, she's on Twitter, right? And we kind of Twitter her right before the end of the season. She says, "Yeah, I'll be on." So she comes on. We do a twenty minute interview. She's absolutely phenomenal person to interview. Yeah, she was a lot of fun. I mean, she. I mean, she's just kind of getting started out in her career, and I think I think Warehouse Thirteen is her her real big uh, her, her big gig she's had to date. But she's uh, she was a lot of fun to talk to. Um, Smallville. That was a small part. Yeah, she she well she she guest starred in Smallville. Um, Wonder Twins. She was in Wonder Twins. See what else she's doing. Well, she'll be back in Warehouse Thirteen when it comes back on. Yeah, can't wait. That comes back in the weekend after Shore Leave. So mm-hmm. I believe the eleventh of July. Is that right? I think. July 11th oh, is when it starts, sure. Monday night. Looking forward to it. So give me another person that you loved interviewing. Uh, another person was uh, Sam Witwer, and this interview oh, kind of yeah. – this was kind of serendipitous. We got this one because we weren't necessarily – it was not planned. It was just uh, – I don't know. Some, you know, somebody up there was smiling at us. The stars were aligned. The planets, was, yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, he he gave us a really good interview, um, and you know, he, he, this is a guy who has done, uh, you know, Battlestar Galactica, Smallville. He, you know, he's now on the the huge, highly successful um, American version of uh, Being mm-hmm. Human. Yeah. Um, you know, lent his appearance to. Um, did you say Smallville? Yeah, I did say Smallville. Yeah, he played. Um, a doomsday, but uh, he he lent his force unleashed. Yeah, his likeness, you know, for the game and for and for the novels and for the emperor and and, and his voice for the emperor. I mean, the, man, yeah. the man's the guy. He's he's got good voice talent too. So yeah, yeah great. And uh, and and if you're female, not bad looking. Uh, I'm told that the you know the the, the female persuasion kind yeah, of yeah. Uh, finds it appealing. Yeah. Another another person that that made one of my top interviews was John Broughton from Starship Farragut, mm-hmm. and he made my list because he was Miles. The very first interview we ever did in the Sci-Fi Diner. Right. We didn't know. We didn't know what we were doing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we said, hey, we want to do a Star Trek fan episode. We did all sorts of fan films. And Miles said, yeah, I'm friends with this guy on Facebook. And mm-hmm. we kind of hooked him up. And he got on. And we had a good interview, good talk with him. And mm-hmm. he was one of the very first interviews that we ever did. He gave us a good interview. We, we've seen him at the, uh, at, the, at the Shore Leave and Farpoint conventions. And... Um, his, his friend Mike Bednar also, who, who, who partners with him in, in making that happen. Hopefully, we'll get to see him at Shore Leave this year. Yeah, they should be there. Should mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me another one, another good interview from you. Um, another good interview. We, we, I talked to Catherine Hicks um, oh, last right. Shore Leave. I missed that. And uh, this was this was my first. You know, I consider myself more of the uh, the Garth and the Wayne and the Garth team. So I, um, you know, was, was a little nervous there, just doing it by myself. But but. It seemed to go well. Catherine Hicks, she was she was a great sport. She was a lovely lady, um, very, very nice to talk to, and she was just whole, she would, very unassuming. I mean, I mean, yeah, she understands Star Trek is huge, but that people still 
come to see her. I think she was probably well, well, all her pictures sold out. They actually had to go to one of the vendors to get some more pictures to buy for, for her to autograph. She was a very popular guest at, at Shore Leave, but uh, she was a great lady to talk to. Um, very, very fascinated by our little recorder. I mean, uh, she, she, the idea of podcasting was, was something new to her, so she was very fascinated by that. But a uh, uh, very lovely lady. If you're ever at a sci-fi convention, she's there. Um, definitely, definitely go up to meet her. Yeah. Well, uh, another one that made my list was actually Tella Vixen. And while Tella Vixen wasn't necessarily an interview that mm-hmm. we did, she's guest, she's been a guest host on this show plenty of times right. and has been absolutely phenomenal to have on. Right. I mean, she, she, she is a pro, I mean, when it comes to... And she's now acting in L.A.? She, she has, yeah, she's an aspiring actress in L.A., but she still does her, her weekly um, uh, radio show and then, and then podcast at uh, DVD Geeks. We'll play the promo later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but de- definitely a pro. I mean, so, some of her interviews could be seen. She has a... Um, uh, Creation has their own uh, YouTube channel, and a lot of her interviews with um, Star Trek actors and other sci-fi actors can be seen on there, and... Um, I've tried to learn what I can from her because um, I mean she's a great communicator and um, yeah she uh, actually interviews for the creation of entertainment doesn't mm-hmm. she so so I can't say enough good things about her yeah absolutely well give me another person that uh, or another group of people that were great interviews for you um, two of our two of our favorite guys uh, Dayton Ward and Kevin Dillmore made uh, my list as well uh, the, these guys are just fun fun guys to talk they to they are freaking hilarious they are. <laughs> you get them. You just never know what's going to come out of their mouths when they're there, and they try to keep a PG. But they they just play off of each other so well. And if you don't know who these guys are, these are Star Trek novelists, right? That have put out a bunch of different novels, mm-hmm. uh, including I know that uh, Dayton has put out some of his own original work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what World of Worlds? Uh, the end of the World War Three? Or uh, uh, let's see, Space Grunt or something like that? Oh, see, we're getting the title wrong. Dayton's going to hate us. Oh, yes. But there is this. There's a they, he put out original novel. Just go to datemore.com and you'll see it. Right, it's, I should look it, it up and I should know this. Drama, but, uh, I uh, I should know this. But. Uh, Kevin has written for the Star Trek Communicator magazine. Um, he also works for Hallmark. Um, coming up with, with Star Trek um, ornaments. ornaments. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So if you have a Star Trek ornament, good chance that he's touched that as far as the creative process and getting mm-hmm. that made. And so uh, looking forward to seeing the both of them at, uh, at Shore Leave this year. Yeah. Caleb said one of his favorite moments was this Kevin Sorbo interview. We didn't talk about that, but that was a good interview. Yeah, uh, Kevin Sorbo gave us a great interview. And uh, we, we got him, um, you know, got him talking about his passions. Um, yeah, and, just a little bit. So um, he, got on a, he got on a soapbox a little bit, but that's okay. It made for, made for a fun interview. And Brady Harden, of course, loved the Edward James. Almost won't play the audio again. We played it a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Jay called in and said, you know, his favorite moments, that Kitty Sackoff interview. Yeah, that interview we almost didn't get. Uh, she was a, you know, just, she was all over the place. Um, but she did give us like about 15 minutes of her time. And she, uh, we, we talked to her for a little bit. Hello, Miles and Scott. This is Jay in Canton, Georgia. I'm calling to wish you guys a happy 100th podcast anniversary and I just want to say that my favorite moment from the show was your interview with Katie Sackhoff uh, last year during the World Cup because I'm also a World Cup fan and it's kind of cool to hear her who was uh, such a great character in Battlestar Galactica she played so well and also to find out she's a World Cup fan so that was my favorite moment and I hope you guys have another hundred podcasts more 
Thanks, Jay. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, calling in. And mm-hmm. again, you know, we almost didn't get that interview, and we weren't sure we were going to get it. Exactly. I mean, she was. She kept telling us, "Yeah, let's do it now." No, can't do it now. Let's do it now. No, can't do it now. And as Jay brought out, the World Cup was uh, going on that weekend, and uh, th- that sucked her in. Yeah, oh. it was intermission when we got her. They, they were doing their, uh, I guess, halftime at World Cup, and we managed to. What was interesting is watching uh, Katie Sackoff and Edward James almost at the bar watching on TV with a bunch of fans. It was just, you know, kind of surreal seeing some of your favorite BSG actors watching uh, soccer on TV with uh, some people. I thought what I'd do is I'd play the bumpers for all the different interviews that we did that we got bumpers for. It's about two minutes long, so you'll hear the voices of many of the people that we interviewed, and then we'll talk about the different shows that we've touched on cool. in, in this podcast. This is the Emperor. Hi, this is Miracle Laurie from Jocelyn's Dollhouse. Hi, this is Bria Grant from Heroes and writer of We Will Bury You. This is Mira Ferlan or Dylan or Danielle Rousseau. This is Dr. Weir. This is Sam Whitwer from Force Unleashed. Battlestar Galactica and Small. This is Catherine Hicks. This is Robert Picardo, the holographic doctor from Star Trek Voyager. And Richard Woolsey from Stargate Atlantis. Hey, this is Chase Masterson from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and yesterday was a lie. This is Benita Friderici from Chuck. This is Dominic Keating, and I was Lieutenant Malcolm Reed on Enterprise. Hello, this is David Nickel, Dr. Zelenka from Stargate Atlantis. This is Tom O'Pennicott from Dollhouse and Battlestar Galactica. This is Katie Sackoff from Battlestar Galactica. And you- this is Kevin Sorbo. You may know me as Captain Dylan Hunt from Andromeda, or you may know me as Hercules, or heck, you may know me from a number of things I've done because I'm dealing with my ego here. Hey there, this is David H. Lawrence, the 17th. You know me as Eric Doyle from Heroes, and I just want to be normal. This is Alistair, and you're, you're just listening to the sweet and tasty sounds of the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Hey, this is Allison Scaliotti, Claudia from Warehouse 13. This is Vanessa Angel. Okay, hi everybody, this is Richard Hatch, Tom Zarek in the new reimagined version of Battlestar Galactica, and Captain Apollo in the original. This is Clifton Collins Jr. This is Felicia Day from Dr. Horrible and the Guild. Hello, puppets, and you too, you sci-fi fans. Hi, it's Lee Ehrenberg. That's right, Pintel from Pirates of the Caribbean. This is Edward James Olmos, better known as Admiral Adama, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Welcome, and don't forget, this is the best podcast on the internet. So say we all. Yeah, so a ton of people that we've interviewed over the years. Right. I kind of lose track of it. When you're in the midst of it and you're doing it week to week or every other week or so, you kind of lose track of everyone that you kind of touched. Yeah, it reminded me, you know, I mean... Reminded me of those interviews with some people, uh, Robert Picardo, when, you know, when I heard that stuck out in my mind. Yeah, so what we're going to do here is just take a moment to run down the number of shows mm-hmm. that have been that we've interviewed people from. Now, some of these actors have appeared in numerous shows, mm-hmm. and so probably a lot more shows than the actors that we interviewed. But let, I'm going to do the first 10, and why don't you take the next 10, and we'll just keep going until we hit the list. Okay. All right? Sounds so good. this is a number of shows that we've touched through our interviews. Dollhouse, Charmed, Smallville. Heroes, Warehouse 13, Star Trek 11, Hercules, Stargate Atlantis, SG-1. Uh, Stargate Universe, Star Trek Voyager, Battlestar Galactica, the original and uh, reimagined series, Andromeda, Star Trek Enterprise, Chuck, uh, Mortal Kombat web series, and uh, Walking Dead. 
uh, X-Files and both Walking Dead and X-Files. Those interview haven't aired yet. Mm-hmm. We will be airing that. Xena, Reese Kingdom Falling, Fringe, Human Target, Blade Runner, and Lost. Uh, Babylon 5, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, The Guild, Big Bang Theory, Dr. Horrible, Red, Eureka, and Smallville. The event, Supernatural Sanctuary, Caprica, Dark, uh, Dark, Dark, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Seventh Heaven. Uh, Chucky, Star Trek The Voyage Home, uh, 24, Heroes, The Green Hornet, uh, Twilight the Movie, Cap, uh, Catwoman, and Jeremiah. Yeah, so and there may be some other shows we're missing here. Yeah, we might not. Yeah, uh, th- I'm sure we've missed some. Yeah, yeah. Any of those shows that surprised you? Um, yeah, um, uh, I, I, I know Christopher Heyerdahl was. Um, I vaguely remember that he was in one of the Twilight movies, uh, and he's going to be in the next ones too. Yeah, and uh, I forgot about the Green Hornet. I remember uh, uh, Mr. Alamos telling us he was going to be in that. What about Catwoman? Who was? Uh, Christopher Heyerdahl had a part in Catwoman. Really? Oh, I forgot about that. He did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure this list could, I mean, if we do a little more research, this list would be a lot longer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fringe and Human Target, David Nichol did uh, some bit roles in those. Probably the only guy from Fringe. I wish we had some of the main cast, but he was mm-hmm. a side character in Fringe. Sure. But was glad to have him. Absolutely. And we didn't mention The Force Unleashed, which, of course, would have been another, it's not really a movie, but a video game that would have mm-hmm. played into that. So, yeah, a bunch of people that we interviewed and some really good stuff. I want to play our next promo tonight, and this is from another group of guys that are, has really had an impact on my podcasting mm-hmm. career. And I think especially um, we've had Dave Gray on. Right. The Aussie Dave Gray. He reviewed Avatar and reviewed, I think, 2012. I don't think you were part of that interview. And we've been on their podcast. Listen, the podcasters emporium if you want to learn how to podcast these guys do a good job of explaining it they also run some other podcasts they're a part of a group of podcasts that we're a part of called the lifestyle pod network and so what i just thought i'd do is play this little bit this little promo for them this is podcasters emporium and uh, we're so thankful these guys have been a part of kind of helping shape us as a show david gray also uh, we also reviewed um the last uh, Tron, Tron Legacy together. That's right. He was in Tron Legacy. Yes. So, um, so across the pond, it's good Australian voice. So, it seems like Christmas. We always do a, a review with him. Hey, that's a great tradition to have. It is, and it works. Mm-hmm. So, here's a promo. G'day, I'm Dave Gray. Are you a new show or a relatively new show that's trying to make your podcast sound great? Then you need to listen to Podcasters Emporium, a podcast that's by podcasters for podcasters. We'd be happy for you to join our community and be a part of what we call Podcasters Emporium. Join myself and James Williams as we explore podcasting and all its greatness. You can check out the show at podcastersemporium.com. And we're back. Welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. We are now going to be talking about our top moments. Mm-hmm. Now, he said our top interviews, and we've been kind of limiting it to about five, although, you know, who's counting, right? Yeah. This is our 100th episode. We can do if we want. want to do 100 <laughs> favorite moments, we dang way well, but we aren't going to torture you with that. So this is like our top five or six moments each, and some of them might be an interview. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead and talk about your first moment. Um. Our first shore leave together, I think, it was was one of my favorite moments. The last hundred episodes, I think, that changed things for us as a podcast um, in a very positive way. I think we really grew. I mean, 
doing those interviews certainly helped, and I think that kind of gave us a little more direction. We were such noobs when it came to we, Oh, my gosh, we were. We were. We did our research, but, wow, we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I, should, I don't know if I want to list those interviews again. I hope, I hope yeah. you and our listeners enjoyed them. But um, Yeah, Miracle Laurie we interviewed, one of our favorite uh, actors at the time, Adrian Wilkinson, Clifton Collins we met that time. Right, was, from, fr- fresh off of Star Trek Eleven. Yep, and an uh, event not even conceived yet, or at least not he wasn't involved in the event yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Picardo from... Um, oh, yeah. From, so it was unfortunate we didn't get to interview Ethan Phillips. It was. It was. Um, what, who else did we talk about? Oh, Vanessa about? Angel was in that. The infamous Vanessa Angel interview. That uh, we, uh, the interview that almost was. Yes, yes. You heard the bumper, and that's about all you're going to hear of that interview. I think I probably have that in the archive somewhere, mm-hmm. partial interview, but it's really not worth airing. But she was very nice. If she's ever at a sci-fi convention, I definitely recommend going and go see her. Um, so, but yes, yeah, so I think our first shore leave was was definitely a, a defining moment for us. That made my list as well. It was my first con period. Yeah, that I'd ever been at. Mm-hmm. I was a con virgin. That one, and and, and you survived it, and you. you I've gone back for more, and we're going back, back again, going mm-hmm. back again. So it's right. going to be good. So first shore leave definitely made my list. One of the other moments that made my list was the Watchmen episode. Okay. I think this was the very first episode that you were on. Yeah, we we all saw you, you your wife, and, and and some of us. So Matt Mathers mm-hmm. and some other people, Don. Don. Yeah, yeah. We all went and saw Watchmen together, mm-hmm. and then we came back and we just sat around and talked around the microphone for about twenty minutes, a half an hour. Right, right, right. Yep, and all talked about how we admired Doctor Manhattan and um, oh my gosh. many other aspects of the Watchmen. Wasn't quite what we expected, I don't believe. No, don't, no, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I mean. In, there are things in the movie I did like. Um, there are some things in the movie I could have did without. Yes. And, uh, you know, very dystopian movie hero movie. Right. So, And mm-hmm. I kind of like a little bit more fun in my superhero movie. Um, but, but, but anyways, that Watchmen episode I felt was – it was the first show you were on, Miles. Right. And I guess that kind of opened the door for me it to did. Uh, it did. come on as co-host. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. Give me another favorite point. Well, um, our first far point together. This, I mean – Right you, had now, been, you had been to Farpoint before. Yes. Uh, this is the first time you and I got to go together. And um, at that Farpoint, we got to spend some quality time with uh, with, with John Broughton and Mike Bednar from uh, Starship Farragut. We had a really nice interview talk with them about, oh, what, yeah. they're, what, about what they're doing. And um, we got to interview some great guests there, uh, Sam Witwer, uh, Lee Ehrenberg, and uh, Mira Furlong there. And just, just to see – this was a, this convention is not held at the same place you, as the – You forgot Felicia Day. Oh, you forgot Felicia Day. How could, Miles, how could I? Miles, you forgot my girl. Oh, my. I, I suck. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. I just want, just want to let you know that. Oh. Well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Uh, Felicia, but very importantly, Felicia Day was there, too. <laughs> right. um, uh, first time you met uh, Mike from Browncoats. We, we met Mike from Browncoats. We, got, we, we, we talked to him and got, got a little, you know, found out about his great project and we, you know, and now it's it's come to fruition. So yep, and uh, my Blu-ray copy just shipped. Oh, awesome! Okay, yep. So I'm getting on Blu-ray. I don't even own a copy of it. I know that you do, right? Yeah, I, I do own the uh, first DVD so, release edition. Do. And we gave a, we gave away some for our last he, little he, bit ago. Uh, at the last uh, far point, he, he was very kind enough to give us some um, some some loot to give us prizes. Very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. Another favorite moment was the very first listener feedback episode. You know, up till and that was about what we've done about twenty four, twenty five of these things, mm-hmm. and and it's been great to see the way listeners are just coming come out of the woodwork to talk about the shows that they love, mm-hmm. and I really love that part of it. 
I love that listener interaction. Some of that comes through the Facebook fan page. Some of that comes through the listener feedback episode. I absolutely love the fact that when we started that, I know that we had listener feedback before. We used to incorporate it into our shows, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that we can dedicate a whole segment to that. And, and because of that, I, I think that's why I started watching uh, Big Bang Theory and uh, just started watching uh, Stargate. Uh, See, they have a huge influence on us. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of the reasons I'm watching Legend. Mm-hmm. All that badgering from Kevin Batchelder. And it's worked. <laughs> it's worked. It's worked. It's definitely did. And now, you know, my perusal into Star Trek also has been helped by that. Mm-hmm. So, and did you have any others? Oh, yes, I have two more. Um, we, we, we touched on this, uh, but the, our, our interview with uh, Edward James Alamos uh, right now, that's my favorite. Um, not just because the quality of the interview, the quality of the interview is excellent, but just the generosity of the man to give us 45 minutes of his time in his hotel room right after he spent the whole day. Just it was absolutely a good moment. It was, it was a great moment. I mean, how many people get to say we, we could hang out with that James Alamos for 45 minutes? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 I have one more moment. Um, go, go ahead. Um, this, this kind of, well, maybe I'll let you, let you go because th- th- this, this is a reaction to one of your moments. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, before I get to that moment you're referring to, mm-hmm. I, di- I also enjoyed hanging with Mike from Browncoats, especially this last Far Point. Mm-hmm. We had just a lot of fun at karaoke, and him and his wife were there, and just right. had a great Mike. If you ever had a chance to meet Mike from Browncoats Redemption, do it. Like, Mike's a great guy. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So great. Also, chilling with Felicia Day. <clears throat> chilling with Felicia Day. And Sam Whitmer. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they both were just great, great. Great guys. Right. And the moment that you're referring to is when we were interviewing Tori Higgins. At the end, we were getting our photo taken. Right. And she saw I had the iPhone 4. Ah. And she looked at it, and she and Tori Higgins from Stargate Atlantis called me an effing bastard. I, I'm sure she meant it you know, in, in the most positive way possible. Oh, I'm sure she did, too. But she called me an effing <laughs> bastard. Come on. How many people can say they've been called that by Dr. Weir? I know, I, I know that, that not many people can. Nah, no, and uh, and she did, and no, that did not make the interview. No, we no, we, and the recorders we shut off. I should have left them run. I needed that on tape. I, I mean, but, that, that, that's pretty darn cool. Say, yeah. call an effing bastard by yeah. by Tori Higginson. Yeah. Well, she. One of my moments was uh, uh, I had in my introduction. I had called her uh, a lovely woman, and, um, and and she thanked me for it. Yeah, well, she didn't. She wasn't thanking me. Mike. No, she was. She was not thanking me. She was cussing you out. Yeah, she was. <laughs> uh, so um, I wanted to play another audio about one of our listeners' favorite moments, and this is Dan from Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan, mm-hmm. who writes in and shares one of his favorite moments on the Sci-Fi Diner. Hey, Sci-Fi Diner podcasters, Scott and Miles. It's Dan from the Wayne and Dan Fringe Casting Show. Calling in to say congratulations on episode 100. Uh, you guys need to be syndicated now, and they're going to be making the big bucks. So I uh, just want to call in. You guys are asking about what I thought and what uh, what worked for me. I just want to say, you know, again, congratulations. Thanks, Scott, for all you do for us. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Words can't say enough. I owe you so much more, but uh, we'll get to that later. So, um, and, you know, what works for the show for me, I just like you guys' banter. I like you guys going back and forth on... Uh, with the latest in sci-fi movies, TV, and, and going on and happening. Some people say you guys ramble. I don't think so. To me, that's my favorite part. So I know the interviews are probably supposed to be killer and all, but sometimes I can just do without that and just listen to you guys. But um, highlights, you know, though, the Edward James Almost interview was great. Um, that one definitely needs to be done. You had another interview with somebody, I think it was a guy from Heroes, and I can't remember the guy's name. 
um, not good with names, but uh, I remember that coming up as being a really one that I was surprised at, knowing nothing about. So I dug that. So other than that, just wanted to again say congratulations. I'm trying to keep it short and keep it brief. So um, looking forward to the next podcast. See you guys. See you guys. Thanks, Dan, so much for calling, and we appreciate having you as a listener. And I do appreciate your thoughts on the fringe casting with Wayne and Dan, and that's the one I do the fringe quote mm-hmm. of the week for. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking as he talked about our banter, which I'm glad he likes our banter. You know? Right. I mean, um, that's... Uh, I like our banter. I, I enjoy bantering with you. Yeah, banter away. Banter, banter, banter. And someone, I remember a comment that said we do banter. Do you remember that way back someone mentioned that we bantered a little bit? Was that, we talked a little bit long? It was a while ago. Yeah, I think, what, what, and, and I'm just... Saying this is what I remember. That I think the person went by the name uh, Arrogant Bastard, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find that comment if you want to read it on our <laughs> iTunes uh, reviews, which we don't ever talk about, um, but is well worth in there. Uh, is well worth checking out because mm-hmm. we had a lot of good reviews, but this is one that wasn't so good, and he talks about us rambling. Mm. Well, <clears throat> ramble away. I do wonder how many hours of podcasting we've done. I haven't tallied it up. Oh, that'd be interesting to me. But I bet, it's, I bet it's like close to two to 300 hours. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of Scott and Miles to listen to, that's for sure. Banter with <laughs> sci-fi. Yeah, banter with sci-fi. So thanks, thanks, Dan, for calling in and letting us know your favorite moment, the Edward James Olmos interview and our banter, and the guy from uh, Heroes. Yes, uh, David Lawrence. Yeah, David mm-hmm. Lawrence. Yeah. So this is uh, some feedback from Colin, and do you want to share what his favorite moment was? Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, guys, I had, I had a good ponder on my favorite sci-fi diner moment. Now you, you think uh, me loving uh, Star Trek would have been uh, Dr. Trek himself, very, himself Larry Namachek from Episode 90. Or perhaps the wonderful interview with the equally wonderful and friendly uh, Chase Masterson. But the answer is no. My favorite moment is when I first heard your opening titles on Episode 48. It was the first time I had downloaded your podcast, listening to the opening titles. I was impressed by the music, the voiceovers, and the quality. I thought to myself, well, this is just the opening. I am hooked already. As I have said in past emails, I never skip the opening unless, unlike other casts even now. It's a credit to your high production value. Just like a book, if you grab someone at the start, they will stay till the finish. You certainly grab me. My second choice would be the twist, thanks to Miles. Even when I don't get the chance to surf the web for Trek, his segment keeps me in touch with the latest news, which in some case has been the uh, only way I have found certain things out. Thanks for the excellent cast, and I look forward to to the 100, uh, 100 milestone, as long as Fox don't cancel you. Living long po- live long a podcast, Colin. <laughs> we hope Fox doesn't cancel oh my us gosh. either. That would, be, that would be horrible. Yeah. Colin's been a faithful listener for a long time. Thank you so much for joining us. Episode 48. So I'm glad I'm glad he enjoys our intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's a good intro. Yeah, well, you know, we do we modify we modified it tonight. We put in a little bit of Walter. Oh, Walter's the man. We took out Anna. Anna's no longer on the air. I had to, you know, we yeah. are uh, we come in peace always. We are well, at peace always. They're not coming at peace anymore. No, 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 no more, no more peace for you, Anna. Oh, uh, that's too bad. I did start following her in the back her on Twitter though. Oh yeah, I mean, she has a Twitter. Hmm. She has a Twitter account. So. Okay, not that that means back a lot that I'm following her, but it's funny to hear her go back and forth with Jewel State. Oh, I bet that's funny. That is funny a little bit. The Firefly crew, you know, they're still they're still connected. Here. They're still a family. But thank you so much for writing in and, uh, and sharing some of your thoughts, some of your favorite interviews. And uh, we're going to have Larry Nemechek on the show next week. You don't know this yet, but we are. Awesome. Yeah, he's coming on talking about the Connor Rath. That, that, that'd be great. I look forward yeah, to that. So Mike Schilling will be on. You won't get to interview him. It's like midday. Okay. But um, unless you want to come over midday. Well, if it, I think I'm. that's a possibility. If I, I, I maybe... With my new work schedule, I'm actually going to be off that day. Well, we'll see. We'll see. 
We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. We're, we digress. We digress. Thank you for the uh, for for calling in for calling in the time that you did. We heard from you earlier, Colin. Thank you so much for writing and giving us your favorite moment. Want to play Mike C's favorite moment? Mike Crate from the Gatecast, which is a podcast that Miles will be listening to now that he's watching SG One. Mike, I'm going to start subscribing. Uh, so as I get home, I'm going to, I'm going to start. I'm going to hit subscribe. Yep, right now, subscribe. Anyways, this is what Mike C says, Mike Crate says, about his favorite moment on the Sci-Fi Diner. Hi, Scott and Miles. It's Mike from the UK, avid listener to the Diner and co-host of the Gatecast. Congratulations on the 100th episode. I'm looking forward to listening to this milestone. Just finished listening to episode 99 with Benita, and as usual, she gives a great interview. It was a feature-packed episode, thanks to the TV season ending and the flood of new movie trailers. Great times for the sci-fi and fantasy genre fan. Despite the cancellations, the powers that be always seem to believe that the sci-fi and fantasy genre offers something to their networks. So while we mourn the shows we lost, there are always new ones on the way. Granted, out-and-out space sci-fi is still rare, but maybe that's the price we pay for such varied television fare. But there are always the movies, where sci-fi still brings in the cash. I'd like to pick some favourite moments of the diner, but can't really think of one. That's not a bad thing, as I consider the show pretty much always of a high standard. But I guess interviews are always a welcome feature, such as Chase Masterson, Kevin Sorbo and Tori Higginson, plus many more. Ultimately, it comes down to being able to enjoy listening to the host chat about subjects and shows the listener likes. I don't always agree with the opinions or comments from the diner, but that's not a bad thing either. It's still a good place to spend an hour or so. Roll on episode 200. Not counting all the other shows that slip into the feed. Mike signing off. P.S. Congratulations to Miles for starting to watch SG1. He's in for a great ride. Like I said before, you'll be sure I'll be checking out your podcast really soon and uh, continuing to enjoy uh, SG1. Well, you know, and I'm glad that he doesn't agree with everything that we say. No, Heck, I don't agree with everything you say. Likewise, but uh, yes. but that but if it, w- it would be a very boring podcast if uh, if that if that was the case. Yeah. So please, if you don't agree with us, we do want to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, write in and give us your thoughts, and uh, who knows, we may come to your side. But the debate and the discussion part, of it, it's, it, it, it just it adds more to the experience. It certainly does, and we appreciate it. Again, Mike Crate, thank you for everything that you've done as far as contributing to our podcast, mm-hmm. and even tonight, contributing this feedback and some of your favorite moments. This is Jen from New York, and she writes in about her, one of her favorite moments, and she said this, Hope I'm not late in writing in. You know, it's been a while, and every time I tried to either write in or call life would get in the way. I hope I'm not too late for the Think Eat contest, but one moment I keep thinking about is when you guys actually chose my name I suggested for the Sci-Fi Rewind. See, she was the one that suggested the Sci-Fi Rewind. Well, very good job. Yep, so she's had a huge impact on the show. She, she definitely contributed. Yep, and I was like, yes, that was very exciting. I also enjoyed a couple of past interviews you had with Kevin Sorbo, Edward James Olmos, Tori Higginson, and Chase Masterson. Jeez, we've heard that before. People like those interviews. Mm-hmm. Also enjoyed the way and how you guys have been running the diner, too. So she likes the way we cook things up here. Uh, Jen, thank you for your note. And um, just... Um we played that little thing from Kevin Sorbo. Uh, he is not an ego ma- maniac by any means. He's just we, we were just having a little fun with him when he did that little bumper for us. So. Yep, yep. Nice guy, very, very very generous with his time. So if you're at a sci-fi convention, um, be sure to say hi. And that's one thing about Kevin. You know, he's very down- him and Edward both are there for the fans. Right, they're both very down to earth, and yeah, you will get your money's worth if you go to a convention with them yeah. guesting. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Jen, from New York, for writing in and for giving us your thought. And we are getting closer to announcing the winners. Oh, my. A little bit later on. Before we, we get any further, though, let's give our next podcast promo. And this is for DVD geeks. Right. John Champion and Televixen, mm-hmm. huge impact on our show. You you kind of commented on their shows. They've been a part of our shows in the past. Right. We love what these guys do. And they aren't necessarily sci-fi related. No, I mean, because of the nature of their show, they, they review just about every, you know, you know, movies that are coming out on DVD, Blu-ray, uh, documentaries, TV shows, uh, you name it. I mean, they, they will give their opinion of the the um, the content, but more more, more also they'll give uh, their, their opinions of the features that are on the DVDs and Blu-rays, whether they, they think it's worth um, buying, owning, or just skipping altogether. And sometimes they'll have other guests, uh, uh, you know, guest hosts and contribute. Um, once I was um, solicited for my opinions of uh, Warehouse Thirteen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. First season. So and uh, in Televix, and of course, has been on our show many times. As we mentioned before, and we hope to have you on again uh, sometime soon. Uh, yeah, we need to. It's been way too long. And so, uh, so yeah, we got to have Mary on again sometime soon. It's the DVD geeks. Real fans with real opinions. Every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. Central on FearlessRadio.com. FearlessRadio.com. Remember, scene selection is not a special feature. The DVD Geeks on FearlessRadio.com. For more information, point your web browser to DVDGeeks.tv. Welcome back to the diner. And I thought we do here talk about two different aspects of the diner that we haven't talked about yet. Mm-hmm. And that is, what are some of the top news stories that we've done over the past two and a half years that we've been together? Mm-hmm. And some of our favorite gaffes. Okay. All right. So let's start with news stories. What were some of your favorite news stories, Miles? One of them that pops to mind for me is the whole live Star Trek series that never materialized. The Star Wars series that never materialized. Mm-hmm. Remember we were reporting on this and finally the plug was pulled and we are getting no live Star Wars series. Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, it, at the time when, you, when, when we mentioned it, it was thought we're going to get this sometime soon yeah. and uh, um, nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other news stories that kind of made it for you? Uh, I was very the, the the Terra Nova TV show looks very impressive. Yeah, I one re- of the top, certainly one of the top news stories. Mm-hmm. Another one that really works well for me uh, that I thought was really uh, actually was a big disappointment, but part of a news story was the Dollhouse cancellation. Oh yeah, you I know, mean we, that was a big news story for us. Unfortunately, we've had announced many a cancellation on this podcast, and that's just that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah, Ter- uh, Sierra Connor Chronicles too. We had we had to, yeah so. We just feel it's important, just so you know ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, announcing new shows, um, I, I, I like to announce whenever our friend, uh, our friends Chris and Charity from Subspace Comms, um, let us know that their, their podcasts are coming out. Yeah, and so I don't know, I don't have any necessarily startling news, but that was one of the things that I, uh, the Wonder Woman, you know, oh, the being, whole the, the the show that never was. I mean, yeah. uh, the, the silly thing about maybe someday we'll see the pilot. You think we'll ever get the pilot? Well, you know what? I mean, I've never seen it, but I heard there was actually there was an Aquaman pilot. And you could you, at one time you could buy it on iTunes. I don't know if you still can or not. I should yeah. see. So you know, you know, maybe they'll just put it out there, see if anybody will buy it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. So those are some of our top news stories. And mm-hmm. I don't know. That's not an exhaustive list by any means. We talked about so much news; it's hard to remember oh. right off the bat. Right. 
Um, I did want to talk about some of our favorite gaffes, some of our favorite flub-ups hmm. and moments on the diner. And we've had quite a few in 100 episodes. We, we've made a fair share of mistakes. And so these are the ones I can think of, and Miles is any more, let me know. Mm-hmm. I thought one of, probably one of our first major gaffes was the whole Vanessa Angel interview we alluded to. Mm-hmm. So here's the story. We go to shore leave. It's Friday afternoon, and the very first interview that we sit down and do is Vanessa Angel. Right. So we get our recorders out. We start our recorders, and we're interviewing Vanessa Angel. Twenty minutes into the interview, I realize the light is blinking on my recorder, telling me that it's armed and ready to go, but not recording. Oh, Lights are on. No one's home. Oh, man. I started it, caught half the interview, had to read a bumper, but... It really wasn't much of an interview. Most of the interview was done, and some of the important questions that we had for her about Stargate and everything else that she was been a part of yeah, didn't materialize. It would have been a good interview. On I kicked myself all weekend for that. You know, I mean, uh, we like you said before, we were newbies, and uh, that's why we bring two recorders with us now. And yeah, um, and the iPhone, and we were recording everything. We we okay. just we 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 double check, triple check now. Yeah, we make sure that our bases are covered. Mm-hmm. I get one the miles, so that I'm not in control of everything. That's for sure. Um, I thought another favorite moment of mine was Miles when we interviewed uh, David H. Lawrence. Yeah, he had a little uh, fun at my expense. Yes, he uh, he kind of railed you for a little bit. What was that, Miles? Do you remember the story? I didn't know he didn't like to be called Dave. Yes, you called him Dave. Yes. And he stops you mid-interview and goes, so what'd you call me? Uh, Dave, uh, what's my name? He just really let you have it. I, I, I hope he was just, you know. We think he was just kidding. I, I think he so. Rolled, he rolled it off. I, yeah, he, he blew it off. And I, 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 I but think it, that rattled you, Miles. It, it did. I thought, oh, did, did, I, did I really piss him off? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, this, this Hollywood actor, I mean, uh, did I have this Hollywood actor all mad at me? I mean, uh, but I, I think he was just... Uh, he was just having a little fun with me, so that, that, that that's okay. Yeah, it's okay when that when that does happen. Mm-hmm. I think another favorite moment of mine was when we had, we, we interviewed David Nickel, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and we had a great time interviewing him about his, his movie Lake Okapogo, right. and um, of course his work as Doctor Zelenka and Stargate. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Fringe, Human Target, and wow, a lot of great shows he does. He's he's in Mortal Kombat. You oh, know, okay. with, with, with Tom O'Penikit. Mm-hmm. I'm behind in the series, but I watched up the episode five, and it's great. you got to yeah, watch Miles. I, I haven't watched any of it. I haven't episode. watched any of it. I don't have to. But anyways, one of the things we did, and it made it on as kind of an, as a, a tail end of one of the shows, I thought it played here again, is when he's talking about, he's, he's reading a bumper for us, and this is what he ended up saying. Hello, this is David Nickel, Dr. Selenka from Stargate Atlantis, and you are licking. <laughs> you are licking. <laughs> My goodness. That's great. I really need to keep that. <laughs> oh, but this is a family show. You are licking side by side. Well, you know, maybe it's looking good. I don't know. <laughs> so when he said, you are licking the side by podcast, that was classic. It was. And. He's not the only one who's messed up on uh, reading the bumper for us. But he typically, typically where they mess up is where Kevin Sorbo messes up in this clip. Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Kevin Sorbo. You may know me as Hercules. You may know me as Captain Dylan Hunt of Andromeda. But I don't care how you know me. You need to know that you are listening to the Sci-Fi Dinner Podcast. Can we record it with Diner? It's Diner! I blew it! I had a good one going. I wasn't even paying attention. I looked at it once. I went boom, boom, boom. Scratch, scratch, scratch. It is Diner. It is Diner. I thought it was your typo. 
So we always have a lot of good fun. Now I think we've gotten better at clarifying ahead of time at Sci-Fi Diner podcast. We, we emphasize that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they still mess. I think Sam Whitmer messes it up reading it on the Emperor's voice, remember? He did. Yeah, so it, it's fine. It's, it's all, okay. It is, it is. It is and okay, that, yeah. that's why we record it numerous times. Mm-hmm. So, so again, um, and I think probably one of the other gaffes that happened uh, at Sci-Fi Diner was we ended up talking to Christoph Lepuka. Twice, yes. he, we interviewed him twice, and I'm really mm-hmm. mad about that first interview. So we, we got some good stories out of him then that we didn't get the second yeah. time through, mm-hmm. um, especially about the underwear incident. If you want to know more about it, you can ask him about it. Um, but our recorder wasn't working. We recorded it, and it was on. But when we went to boot it into the computer, it failed. We lost it. Yeah, and but 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 Christoph is a good sport. I mean, he's a podcaster himself. And it happened to him before. It's happened to him before, and he was he, he said, "Yeah, we'll do another interview, no problem." Yeah, and uh, we hope to be talking to him again sometime soon when he gets uh, season two of Live yeah. Chronicles uh, out. Absolutely. Well, let's go into our fifth promo tonight, and this is not actually a promo; it's a show that we've kind of mentioned before. This guy, this, these guys are good podcasts, and we often get. They, they send people our way. We send people their way. It's a sci-fi Christian podcast. If you're looking for podcasts with an attitude and where they banter about things uh, in the sci-fi world from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. it's Matt DeBono and uh, Matt Anderson. It's Matt Anderson and Ben DeBono's yes. podcast, Sci-Fi Christian Podcast. I don't know a promo here to play, but I did want to mention them. Who can forget Haiti? January 2010. The earthquake rocked this impoverished Caribbean nation late this afternoon. It is just complete devastation. This is downtown Port-au-Prince. 28 of the country's crumbled universities still lie in ruin. We have information just coming in from all different sources that basically indicate that there's a huge displaced population of students right now. But there is hope. The Haitian Connection Network is opening Haiti's first distance center location, offering qualified students an American-based university education. Here, our students earn degrees in computer science or business administration, and with the assistance of HCN, are connected to job opportunities in Haiti. My name is Brandy. I am waiting to pursue my dream of a degree in computer science. Students like me are waiting now. We need people like you to partner with us and invest in these students, the future of Haiti. Find out more about the Haitian Connection Network and how you can give by visiting HaitianConnectionNetwork.org. HCN, the Connection Network, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All right, welcome back to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. We're going to go into a segment where we talk about five things about your host that you may not know. Right, five things. So things that we've talked about in the podcast, and we, well, things we haven't talked about in the podcast no. that you just may not know about us. And I thought this would be kind of an interesting way to kind of introduce, let our listeners know a little bit more about us, mm-hmm. right? Just a little bit what's going on you know, besides our love for sci-fi. Yeah, so let me go, we'll, we'll alternate here. Let me go off with my first one here. What you may not know about Scott Herzog is that I am a writer. I have three books of poetry called The Soul's Watershed, Imprint, and The Despair of Grichelia, and a collection of sci-fi, of science fiction short stories called Murdering Tranquility and other short stories. 
They're all available. I self-published them. They were never really published per se, mm-hmm. although one was a dissertation, and that was imprint. And they're available at lulu.com. I'll put links to them in the show notes if you're really interested. The only poetry that I've written that has been sci-fi is The Despair of which is a fantasy novel in poetry form. So kind of written in the old form of poetry. And when I first started writing, I started writing science fiction short stories. Some of them are pretty good. But some of them are my early ones. And I have gotten one published. I got one published in Nova Science Fiction Magazine. That's pretty cool. So that was a little bit about me that you may not know. Mm Mm-hmm. You may not know. Miles, give us something about you that our listeners may not know about you. Well, if you've seen my picture on our, uh, on, on our main website, you, you know that uh, uh, I sport a chrome dome as far as uh, my choice of hairstyle. However, you may not know, back in the day when I was in my 20s, uh, through my late 20s, I used to have some big red hair at the time. No. Uh, and, uh, but uh, when, as the receding hairline kept going on, I figured, you know, it, this is a joke. Um, Right. But, uh, I, I used to rock. The, I used to rock the red hair. But did you uh, have a mullet? I had back in high school. I, I, I had a mullet too. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know it was. I probably could dig up some old pictures of that. But yeah, we we should put them on the Sci-Fi Diner website. You know, it, it, <laughs> that would be okay. You know, I mean, it's, it's, this is you know it's some part of, of part of the past, right? So, some misspent youth. You know, yeah. some things that you regret that you'll never do again. Right, but something yeah. I can look back and laugh at. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that you may not know about me is that. Up to a year ago, I was a worship leader in a local vineyard church. So I used to play guitar and sing in front of a congregation of people, and I led worship there. Uh, and that was something I did for about 16 years. And you can actually find some of my music on iTunes. Oh. Yep. So I'll put a link for that, and you can hear some of my melodious voice rocking some worship tunes, I guess. And, uh, and my wife along with that in some some capacity. So I've been creative not only in, in podcasting but also in writing and also in music. Kristen sang at my wedding. We did. We mm-hmm. sang, and we sang a country song. If Shania I correct. Twain song, yeah. Yep, yep. Shania Twain that mm-hmm. I sang at your wedding. Yeah. For better or worse. No, it was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. I'm, I just remember the bagpipes. Oh, yeah. The bagpipes and the kilts. Didn't all your men wear kilts at your wedding? No, only only the bagpipes player. I, oh, I, I, you didn't I you put, wear a kilt? I, put I thought you went commando down. under your kilt. No, no, no. Well, this is this is the middle of March, and uh, it snowed. So uh, no, it no. did snow. That's right at your wedding. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah. So uh, give us something else about you that we don't know. Uh, some of you may have heard of uh, Sight and Sound Theaters. It's the largest uh, professional Christian theater in the country. They operate two theaters: one in uh, in our backyard in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, and also in uh, Branson, Missouri. Uh, I actually worked for that company for. Uh, uh, Seventeen years. Uh, mo- Seventeen years. That's a career, Miles. Um, yeah, but um, so so m- most of it doing backstage work. But so I, I so I, that's where I kind of have some of my theater background from. Um, but uh, when when the recession recession hit real hard, uh, they, they they made some cutbacks. So unfortunately, that was and one well, of the things they cut back was you. They cut back on me. But um, everything happens for a reason. If, if I if I you know 
maybe if I didn't get laid off from Sight and Sound, you and I wouldn't have reconnected it and done the Sci-Fi Dark. You know, that was right. That was right at the end of it. I don't think you were working at Sight and Sound anymore, were you? Uh, no, I, I had been laid off by that time. By yeah. that time, so yeah, so. so. But everything well, happens for a reason. Yeah, and we're glad that you're working again, and mm-hmm. even though it's not Sight and Sound. Right. Um, I mentioned I was a musician. I was a worship leader. One of the other things I did while leading worship in the late 90s, I was a part of a folk Celtic rock band hmm. uh, called Ifatha, all right? E-F-A-T-H-A. And the music is available on iTunes. Um, again, I'll put links in it. This is like a promo for me. I'm not really promoting music. You can just check out the clips, all right? Uh, I'll give you the album if you really want the <laughs> album because it's that old, right? So we're talking like 10, 15 years ago that I was a front runner of this band and so wrote a lot of music for it. Um, Folk Celtic and uh, some haunting stuff and stuff I, I still like today. Mm-hmm. When I go back and listen to it, I'm kind of proud of it. Sandbox sculptures created by our minds Slowly crumble, the evening slowly dies We claim we're innocent and raise our bloody hands I gave you everything, you held out empty hands That's cool. I mean, uh, I mean, that's a pretty cool creative outlet to have. Yeah, it is. Go ahead. Give us something else about you. Uh, during high school and college, one of my main hobbies was uh, taking Shotokan karate. Um, I had gotten up to a brown belt. Um, See, you don't mess with Miles. So I, I still remember a few things. <laughs> yep. Yep. Including some other words. <laughs> yes, uh, so, some Japanese words. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Kung no. fu, karate. And, and, and someday I would still love to, you know, if I can find the time and, and if the means, um, um, go off my black belt just to uh, just just to, just to say I've done it. And, yeah. Um, another thing that you may not know about me is I'm, I'm the co-owner of a bed and breakfast. Hearn knows this because he helped me with the site. If you want to find out a little bit more about it, you can go to the Herzog Homestead Bed and Breakfast site. If you want to know where I live and stalk me, not that I encourage that by any means, especially the stalking part. But the stalking part. But if you want to come and visit us, you know we have a bed and breakfast here in. The Amish country of Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you overseas, if you want to come over and visit, hey, just let me know. We'll uh, see what we can do. I can probably cut you a deal if you say I heard about you in the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. But again, not really a promotional, just something about me. I live in a farm that's been in my family for 200 plus years, and we run a bed and breakfast out of it. Yeah, and I stayed stay there once. It's, 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 that's right. It's nice. That's right. Mm-hmm. And all it needs is a little bit of air conditioning, Miles. We are yes. sweltering right now. Uh, we, are, we are, you know. Like, like we said about the podcasting through hell or high water, you know. And this well, is the hell part. Yes, we're the heat of hell right now. The heat of hell right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else they need to know about you? Uh, two more things. I'll try to be quick. Um, 
Um, I currently serve on leadership in my church. I even taught on a Sunday morning uh, once to fill in for my pastor. And if you want to hear what I taught on, uh, my message can be, uh, art, can be found on the sermon archives at Calvary Chapel of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And uh, lastly, um, whenever uh, my wife and I can, um, we'd love to go see Broadway shows. Yeah. Well, and the last thing, don't look, Miles, but how many podcasts have I run? Um, I want to say... I'll just I'll just name them off. Go ahead. That I know of. Um, you do the book review with your students. Fireside book chat. Good. Got it. Um, you, you had done the uh, so Protestant and Catholic go to a bar. Yep. And your your Haitian focus. And la- lastly, our podcast, the Sci Fi Diner podcast. Good. Uh, two others that I ran as well, both now defunct podcasts. One was there was actually three. There was a worship podcast that I did for a little bit where I just released songs on it. Mm-hmm. There was a poem of the week, at least about forty fifty poems on it. Okay, that I did for a while, uh, and then the other one was Room Three Twelve, which was the very first podcast I ever did. Some of these are not available anymore, mind you. If you go on iTunes, I don't think you can find some of them anymore. They're not available. Mm-hmm. But but the ones that are actively still being run are Haiti and Focus podcasts. Uh, the Protestant Catholic uh, walking to the bar no longer exists, but it was about seven episodes long. Don Bender was a part of it, one of the early hosts right. here. You contributed to one of those. I, I, by the, I, I wrote in a few times. Yeah. Yep, and uh, my wife was a part of that, and mm-hmm. uh, so that was one of the early podcasts. And the book reviews, uh, wow, we're getting about 25,000 downloads a month on that sucker. That's phenomenal. It's a huge podcast that I run, mm-hmm. but that's just you know five-minute book reviews done by students. So not necessarily professional interviews, but they're just talking about the books that they're reading and they like. Mm-hmm. Everything from sci-fi to sappy teen romance. Hey, you, you got your kids reading. That's all that matters. And that, that's really the important thing through that. Mm-hmm. So seven podcasts, I guess, and all that I've run, and I guess three that are actively being run at this point. I just don't have the time to run all of it. Sci-Fi well, Diner takes up a lot of my time. And I really am glad about that. Yeah, and do, doing a podcast is, is a big time commitment. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. By the way, some other feedback. And this is comes from a couple different people. We did ask earlier on for some suggestions on things that people would change mm-hmm. about the show. And I thought one of the things we would do is listen to Redu. First of all, talk about one of the changes that he would make. And so go ahead, listen to Redu. Redu is from Vancouver, which where all good sci-fi comes from these days. It right. seems like that or the BBC. I mean, the America had fringe and we lost it. Now that's in Canada now. And so I don't know what show is filmed in America anymore that's sci-fi related. But Redu, here's what he had to say about a suggestion for the show and what he thought about it. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. This is Redu from North Vancouver. Um, I just wanted to give you a bit of a feedback on your upcoming 100th uh, anniversary show. Uh, I don't think you should change uh, things much because I think you're doing a pretty good job and I'm quite happy about the structure uh, of the show that you have right now. Perhaps one thing that I would like to see enforced a little bit more is uh, the division between spoiler and non-spoiler sections of your shows. I think that's what you're trying to do with your user feedback uh, uh, shows anyway, keeping all the spoilers uh, discussions there and keeping your main show spoiler free. So I think that's a good idea and good approach and certainly something that I I would encourage you to do. Uh, A little bit more maybe perhaps. But uh, it's really just nitpicking. I think you're doing a really good job, and I'm looking forward to your uh, 100th show. 
just wanted to clarify what I consider spoilers so there is no confusion. Um, I'm, I'm really talking only about the currently uh, aired TV shows and plot details and such. Um, I'm not really concerned about upcoming movies or new shows or tra uh, movie trailers or casting news or anything. Hi guys, this is Radus from North Vancouver. I want to congratulate you on your episode number 100. I think it's a great accomplishment and, and a very nice milestone, so you definitely should be proud of yourselves. I started listening to your show at episode uh, 50, I think, so I guess this is a, a milestone for me as well. <laughs> I enjoy hiking a lot and um, your show is the perfect companion for me. Not only I get to enjoy a little physical activity and fresh air, I also get to hear the latest uh, news in the science fiction world, um, listen to great, um, great interviews, but my favorite segment is definitely Sci-Fi 5 in 5. I um, just love listening about what people like or dislike and um, compare it uh, to what I, what I do enjoy or not. Um, so that's definitely my favorite part of the show. So please don't stop doing what you're doing and uh, here is to 100 more sci-fi diner episodes. Cheers. His big thing is what, Miles? Uh, spoilers and, and, and non-spoilers. Yeah, we have done a better job about not spoiling stuff in the main episode. We definitely spoil stuff in the listener feedback episode. Absolutely, and we tell you ahead of time, too. Yeah, but if you listen to that episode, it's prepared to be spoiled. We spoil stuff in the Sci-Fi Rewind, but we try not to spoil it in the main show here. True, true. So uh, we do take that. And we uh, take that to heart. Now, being that the main show is an enhanced podcast where you can skip over, I mean, the listeners have that option. And people may not know that. If you download the podcast, there are two ways you can get an MP3 and an AAC or ACC podcast, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And the ACC is a pod, is an enhanced podcast. It has chapters. If you have an iPod, you have an iTouch, you have an iPhone, an mm -hmm. iPad, you can skip through the chapters that you don't want to listen to. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to hear us bantering about, oh, I don't know, Miles' new hairdo, right. you know, you <laughs> skip right over that. doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other feedback, and this came in from uh, Lazarus. So thanks, Lazarus, for writing. And he says this, you asked for suggestions about changes. I love the podcast. I don't have any suggestions for content changes Technically, you're pretty good about keeping everyone talking about the same audio level. Keep doing that. Nothing drives me away from a show faster than the inaudible phone interview they have to crank up when the host talks and blasts my eardrums out. Right. Yeah, that bothers me too. I've been, I really try to get audio, audio levels. Every once in a while, an episode creaks out that I feel the levels aren't exactly where I want them to be, but... I just have to release it because of time, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm glad that that works. He also says, keep the audio level high, and I think I've done a pretty good job of this. I really worked at this, too. Uh, keeping the MP3 players can legally only go so loud, and so if there isn't a level to work with, I can't hear you over the traffic. Hmm. And my one of the gauges I do when I listen to the podcast, I say, when I'm driving in my car, can I understand what you and I are saying? And if I can't that it's not loud enough for me. That's a good gauge. Keep the MP3 version easy to find and download. You're great on that, and the RSS feed works. I can't always sit at home to listen, and many people don't want to get locked into the iTunes prison. And that's true. 
So some good stuff there and some good words of advice. I remember earlier on, oh, he says, life is short from, from Lazarus. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the early, earlier on things that we had going on that, where a guy railed us for not having an MP3 feed available for him. We had one. It just wasn't posted. Right. I remember really got, getting slammed for that. So we do try to make that a little bit more. I guess uh, for me, I'm, I, I am locked in the iTunes uh, prison. That's just. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with the iTunes prison. But so it, it works for me. <laughs> it does. One other piece of feedback that we got, and this isn't the scene in about our show 100, but I thought I'd share it here. Mm-hmm. Jason Taylor, who we've, of course, known from a listener feedback show, active Facebook, fade, Facebook page participant, wrote up this review in iTunes. And a five-star review. Thank you so much, Jason, for posting this. And we don't talk about that much anymore because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I care less about iTunes reviews. I like the fact that you give iTunes reviews. And if you can give us something positive there, obviously it helps our rankings. But I just love the listeners that we have. Sure. And sure. Um, I want people that really appreciate the show. And I feel like the people that we have listening really do. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, – Jason Taylor said this. Pull up a seat to the diner. Be warned. The Sci-Fi Diner is highly addictive. So far, they've gotten me hooked on Firefly, Fringe, Leviathan Chronicles. I've been listening to this podcast some time now, and these two guys really have something special. You can always count on them to have a great interview with whatever great special guest they happen to be talking to. Honestly, I don't remember how I found them, but I know I'd be lost without them. Give them a listen. Once you enter the diner, you'll never want to leave. That was, a, that was a nice. Uh, that was a nice review. We really appreciate that, and uh, so that's some feedback about the diner there that we just kind of threw in there on our feedback episode. Hey, uh, some some listeners have gotten me hooked on on uh, stuff too. Yeah, I think Jason Taylor's was um, uh, responsible for We're Live. Yes, I think and I, I just finished that today. Mm-hmm. And, and a listener brought to our attention the Leviathan Chronicles too. That is right. That's mm-hmm. right. I think it was the guy from uh, Geek Cred. Geek Cred. Okay. Po- podcast. So Geek Cred, uh, make sure you check out them out, Geek Cred. And so without them, and there's a lot of our listeners that wouldn't have been avail- aware of Leviathan without that. So, so it's, word of mouth is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Enemy Lines just finished. We were talking about potty books. Enemy Lines from John Moreau just finished. Okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. Great, great finish to the pod, pod book. Oh, we're going to play our uh, second to last promo tonight. Um, actually... I'm going to play three promos yet, but this is the second to last one in the middle of the show. And this is from Alex Fenson, the Lifestyle Pod Network. I'm going to play it because he's a part of the Lifestyle Pod Network. We haven't talked about him in a while, but without him, we would have not had a Sci-Fi 5 and 5. Which is a... Uh, it's a staple of our show. Staple of our show. He's yeah. one. I think episode 50 was our very first one. Oh, okay. I think so. And so here's a promo for Alex Fenson's, the Lifestyle... Uh, the Alex Fenson, the New Forest Podcast. Hi, I'm Alex Fenson from the New Forest Podcast, and you've probably guessed from my accent that I'm a Brit. Hey, none of us are perfect. 
So don't let my accent put you off when I tell you that one of my favourite podcasts is the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, presented by those very nice chaps, Scott Herzog and Miles McLaughlin. In the Sci-Fi Diner podcast, Scott and Miles serve up spicy conversations relating to the latest menu of sci-fi movies and television shows, together with interviews with all sorts of people from the sci-fi world and even cast members from well-known science fiction shows and films. If you're a sci-fi fan, then you really need to listen and subscribe to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. If you're not a sci-fi fan, then you still need to listen and subscribe to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Why? Well, to use an American colloquialism that you lovely people on your side of the pond would use, it's rather awesome. So take my advice and visit www.scifidinerpodcast.com. Okay, well, we're about ready to wrap up this diner and get out of here. We need to because it's a sauna in here, Miles. No, we're roasting. we got to get out of here. We're going to end our show as we always do with a sci-fi five and five. Mm-hmm. And this one we've been sitting on for quite some time. Brady Harden emailed in and gave us the sci-fi five and five for our 100th episode. And basically what he did, he said, I made a sci-fi five and five for your 100th episode. I understand that you may have something special lined up for that episode, so feel free to use it whenever you seem fit. Here it is. And I believe these are the shows that have the top 500, the top sci fi five and five, the most important 100 episodes of sci fi shows. Cool. So that's cool. So I thought uh, let's do every other one. one. Should I start out? Sure. Okay. So this is the first one is X Files. Number five comes in X Files Redux 2, air date November 9th, 1997. Remember the mysterious smoking man? He played a huge role in this 100th episode when Scully is at the end of her life battling cancer. The smoking man comes and offers to cure her cancer if Mulder agrees to work for him. Yes, the man with the cigarette in his mouth is going to heal her cancer. Behold the irony. In the end, Scully's healed, but how exactly? Mystery. But some say faith. Hmm. Yep, so excellent. By the way, Cigarette Smoking Man is the guy, is the judge that's killed in the very first episode of Caprica. Oh, so he's the old man, the old man. I remember him. Yep, that. yep. So that that's the man he's talking about. Yep. Uh, number four, A Twilight Zone. I sing the body electric. Uh, the air date was May 18th, 1962. This classic Twilight Zone deals with the death of a loved ones in a unique light. In this episode, a father takes his three children to buy a new robotic grandmother. Though by many, this is considered the single most disappointing Twilight episode. It sparked an hour-long movie in 1982. Interestingly, though he, he had written a few... This episode was the only produced written by the famous uh, Fahrenheit 451 author, Ray Bradbury. Yeah, that is a Ray Bradbury story, I think. Mm -hmm. Very good. Uh, Number three, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Gift. Air date, May 22nd, 2001. Originally, this 100th episode of Buffy was going to be the series finale until UPN picked it up for two more seasons. The episode shows a soft heart and the willingness to sacrifice Buffy towards her sister. Dawn. After saving Dawn, Buffy was assumed dead with her potential last words being, Dawn, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it. Be brave. Live. Live for me. <laughs> Bob. That's a great moment. <coughs> Buffy. I, I got to watch Buffy. Okay. Sometime. 
Next one is Voyager uh, Timeless. The air date was November 18th, 1998. A message sent from uh, the future into the past to warn of coming doom was the driving point of the 100th episode of Star Trek Voyager. One of the most exciting part of the episode was guest star uh, Next Generation's Jordy LaForge, uh, played by LeVar Burton. Yeah, do you remember that episode? I was just wa- I was just watching that the other day. Yeah, sure. It's the 100th episode. Yep. LeVar Burton, Timeless. Mm-hmm. Voyager, I haven't hit it yet. I will hit it then. And then number one on his list is top one would be Lost the Variable, air date April 29th, 2009. Also dealing with time travel, this episode of Lost centers around the lovable scientist Daniel Faraday. In conjunction with the famous episode called The Constant, the variable deals with Daniel Faraday's startling new belief that perhaps the past, in fact, can be changed. Spoiler alert, the episode ends with a shocking death. Dun-dun-dun. Listen, if you're spoiled now, well, okay. Hopefully you aren't spoiled by it. Thank you, Brady, so much. Great list. Great list of Mm -hmm. 100 episodes and perfect for our 100th episode here. Yeah. Well, Miles, that was a great sci-fi five and five Mm -hmm. from Brady. So thank you, Brady, for sending that in. You know, before we go, we've been holding on our listeners long enough. We got one more thing we got to do. We have to do this. We have to give away Mm -hmm. some loot that has been given to us for this 100th episode. Yeah. In the past, you've heard interviews with the Mercury Men. You've heard interviews with Bernita Federici. Mm -hmm. And, well, you haven't heard interviews with Think Geek exactly, but John Fraser's been on. He's from Think Geek. And we're giving away prizes from all those places. And so we got some prizes to give away, and we had third, we had three third-place winners. And, the, again, the way you won was calling in and giving us your favorite moments. And I really wish that we could have given away many more prizes. We have so many wonderful listeners and um, so many, you know, we've talked about this in depth, how they contribute to the show. So if we didn't select you, understand it's, we don't hate you. We we really love you guys. You yeah. just can't give prizes away to everyone. But if, if you're a listener for a while, there's we we have lots of trivia contests. There's a, there's, there's more. There's potential well, we have again. more stuff to give away. Yeah, we're going to we're going to some more sci-fi conventions. Uh, we'll, we have a Laurie Holden print's going to be up next. Walking Dead. Right, right, right. Blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Bring on the zombies. All right. Well, let's start with uh, our number three. We had three third place winners, and this sure. was up for a Mercury Men poster. Mm-hmm. And uh, so go ahead, give us these three winners. Okay. Um, uh, Jen from New York. Uh, Congratulations, Jen. Yep. Uh, Dan and uh, Jay. So Dan from French Casting and J.S. Mm-hmm. from down in Georgia, I believe he is. South Carolina, Georgia, something like that. So, um, But anyways, yeah. I, if I don't have your addresses, I might be contacting you to get your addresses to send you those prints out. Mm-hmm. And it might take me a little bit to get them to you, but I will. Who was our second place winner for the Benita Federici print? Federici print? Uh, another contributor to uh, our show, as he writes in, uh, the great Kalis himself. Uh, he is our second place winner. He went in. He wins the double signed print of. Uh, yeah, it wasn't just Benita. It was John Billings. John Billings. So, also uh, signed it. Uh, so yes, uh, you will, you will get that print of uh, Benita Federici and, and John Billingsley. And our top prize goes to from a name that we drew. Out of a hat because we just couldn't choose among all our listeners. The, letter, the, the feedback was just so awesome. We just had to put it in, in a can and, and and draw. And our winner is from across the pond, Mr. Mike Crate. Mike Crate. So Mike Crate will talk about getting this prize to you. It is a gift certificate to Think Geek, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they ship across the pond. I'm sure they do. So, all right, that is about it. That wraps up the wraps up the show. Thank you for everyone that played the trivia. Thank you for everyone that contributed. Thank you. 
for making the Sci-Fi Diner what it is mm-hmm. and contributing to this show. We hope to be bringing you many more shows in the future, hopefully in a little bit cooler weather. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's it. As we go out of the show, before we wrap up, you can always contact us at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com. You can call in at one 508 4343 Join our Facebook fan page, uh, backslash Sci-Fi Diner, both for Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, I think, on Facebook and Sci-Fi Diner on Twitter. Miles, you have a Twitter handle? I am Son of War for Twitter. And I am Herzog, although you can find me in the Sci-Fi Diner. and It's mm-hmm. just as good. Before we lock up the door and get out of the diner, we're going to play two promos here at the end of the show. We're going to end with Mike Crate's promo, who just won the Think Geek gift certificate. Mm-hmm. And he has got his promo for Gatecast. And then we're going to play a promo for the Haitian Connection Network, a charity that we support. If you get a chance and have some money lying around to support education in Haiti, please visit our website at HaitianConnectionNetwork.org. Until next time, Miles. Until next time, listeners. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Mike. Do you like Stargate SG-1? Did you think it was all over? We didn't, and so the Gatecast was born. We are two guys with far too much time on our hands and are exploring the stories of Stargate Command, episode by episode. With commentary about our favourite SG team's adventures. You mean the girly kick-ass team from Atlantis? No. We're talking about Jack O'Neill, Sam Carter, Daniel Jackson and Teal'c. We make up SG-1 along with Dr. Fraser, Walter and General Hammond who lead the human race towards new worlds where people have certainly been before and some a long, long time ago. Each week a new episode will be discussed along with news and listener comments. So search for Gatecast on iTunes or use your chosen podcatcher. Or visit us at gatecast.facecast.com or our Facebook page. And join in the fun. We guarantee all comments will be read out. Gatecast. By fans. For fans.
in my sight You in this cafe that I sit in Come now, pull up a chair, sit down, be comfortable Let the love carry me from the world I live in Let it carry me far, far away Make 